Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in for another great episode. And I got two really great guests with me at this time. They are part of the Phoenix-based all-girl garage punk rock band known as the Darts. Please welcome Christina and Nicole. Hey. Hey. What's up? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Huge fan of the Darts, and I am so glad I'm able to chat with you guys. Thanks. It's great to be here. It's really, really cool. For sure. And uh, before going any farther, so obviously, Nicole, you are uh, the vocalist and the organist for the darts, and Christina is the bassist. Yeah. Uh, so before we jump in, uh, I know we got a lot to discuss. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys just got off the European tour, you got a new album in the works. But uh, in July, you guys got to be a part of uh, KEXP. Uh, how was that experience? Mind blowing. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. We've it was been- like kind of a dream come true to do that be in that studio after watching like so many bands we loved be on it it was really cool it took a took a long time to get it set up and you know bands work really hard to get that slot so it was really an honor and brian foss who had us on his show uh, has just been a a great supporter not just this band but our last band the love me nuts and um he he just worked really hard to get us on it and it was it was everything and more that you'd think it would have been the sound was incredible even in the studio. Oh, definitely. I was watching this yesterday, uh, you know, before this interview, and uh, it, it just looked like awesome time. You guys having a, a really fun time, and yeah, the sound quality truly amazing in the studio. Oh yeah, that was the best part about it. it sounded amazing. Yeah, Julian, who does their sound, is a kind of a freak genius. Like I don't know how we've played a lot of places, and uh, it doesn't sound like that all the time. It was really really cool. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, we always have fun no matter where we are. That's one of our our top goals when Christine and I started this band was let's just have as much fun as we can. Yeah, so, that was rule rule number one at the beginning is like we're doing this to have fun, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it definitely looked like it and obviously that should be the goal for a lot of bands just have fun just go out and have fun because that's that's the part of music that people should enjoy yeah and it definitely. gets so many people forget that you know it's a it's a business and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sleeping on floors and getting up early in the van and stuff you don't want to do but um 
you know, if you're with people you like and they're having a good time, it really helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, but I, so obviously, uh, you guys just got off the European tour. Uh, so how how was the tour? And um, were there any moments that really stood out for the store? Um, it was really special to be able to go back to Europe and start traveling again and touring again after three years of not being able to do anything. Like it was, it was rad and all the shows were really good, surprisingly. Like it's crazy not going anywhere for several years and then showing up in a tiny small town in Belgium and there's a huge giant room full of people and they know your songs. Like it was, it was really cool. It was, it was awesome. All yeah, of it was, it was fun to me. Every night was amazing and, um, this wasn't even supposed to be like this big tour. It was supposed to be like clubs, you know, and and they turned out way better than we thought. I think we were all, not just the people that were watching us, but even us, we were all just super hungry for it because it had been so many years and we had our, our last round of merch that they hadn't even had because it came out during the pandemic and stuff. And like, I don't know, it was really, every night was a sweaty mess. It was amazing. Yeah, very sweaty. <laughs> yeah, very sweaty. <laughs> No, I, and I did see some photos from the tour. Now, uh, what is the human set list and how'd that come about? <laughs> you know, I've said for years, I think it started in Las Vegas at Punk Rock Bowling a few years ago where this woman was standing up front and my set list kept flying away. So I grabbed it and I stuck it on her forehead. <laughs> and, uh, she was sweaty and it just kind of stuck and we took a picture of it. And then like years later, I was like, God, that's a, why don't we just do that? There's always somebody in the front row. And Christine is an amazing, you, people don't know this about her, but she's an amazing artist. She's very <laughs> And uh, so when we ordered our t-shirts, I'm like, dude, throw in 17 extra white, plain white t-shirts. He's like, what? I'm like, just do it, you know, charge us for it. Just throw them in there. And every night before the show, Christina would whip out a batch of Sharpies, sometimes more than one, <laughs> took a lot of ink. And uh, she would make this human set list. And right before the set, she throw it at somebody and it was like this thing. I don't know. It worked out great. It was a, it was a fun dynamic for us. I think like some people that had the, the shirt on were like super shy and just like probably regretted putting it on. And then some people were just like the life of the party in the front <laughs> row, making sure we knew what song we were going to play every night. We're like, come was, on up here and get on stage so the drummer can see it too. You know? <laughs> <It's great. laughs> I, I I know I I had to mention that just because it it's very unique, very different, and obviously it adds a, another element of fun uh, to the shows. And they got a free T-shirt. Yeah, they had a free, <laughs> yeah, you can't have enough free T-shirts. It was actually like way more work than I thought it was going to be. So I don't know. We might have to think of something else for the next tour, but it was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we we didn't know it was going to be like as big a thing as it turned out to be. You know, in a way, like. I think even I, when I ordered the shirts, I was like, oh, Christina's just gonna throw some stuff on there, you know, and it'll just be scratched on there. But like, she made it amazing. Every single night, <laughs> every word was amazing. And like little pictures and oh, it was great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. Do, you, do you think you're gonna continue the human set list when you guys tour again? <sighs> Maybe if somebody else wants to make these set list shirts, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm done. My turn is over. She's quitting the t-shirt. I think the next one's Nicole's. Nicole, the Nicole Settler shirt. 
Sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll mull it over. It, this, it, we'll see. We always have something up our sleeve every two. Yeah, we'll days. do something fun for sure. We'll do something. It's always oh, guys down. Don't worry. All right. Well, I, I definitely look forward to seeing what you guys do have up your sleeve. Now, uh, I've interviewed a few different bands who have toured Europe before. Is it a different experience to tour Europe compared to touring in America? Yes. <laughs> Night Way <and> different. Day. <laughs> I think the biggest thing from a business perspective is that in the US, you're lucky to get a drink ticket and there they treat you like gods. Even the smaller US bands, they treat you so well. They yeah. really They treat you like, like your grandma or like they're just, you know, like you get to the venue and they're like, here's food and drinks and like eat, make sure you're eating or did you eat yet? And then they, they like, are really nice about you know like setting you up and giving you a place to hang out and then a place to sleep and it's just it's they, I feel like they appreciate music way more than they do here sometimes because you show up at clubs here and they're just like ugh you're in the band cool like you know it's kind of like goes I mean, not always like there's a lot of places here in the U.S. where people are really nice too but the hospitality there's just next level kind of everywhere and the sound i mean they take the sound really seriously they 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 fuss about it and worry about it there's texts at every every um i didn't know this i just learned this on this set on this tour but um a lot of the kinds the cities even like in, in france and belgium they actually make it a point to try to hire people from the town to provide jobs and they come in and they like set up the stage for you and they get everything plugged in and they put up your your backdrop and like, they're really, really into it. And it's like this community spirit. And even these are, some of these venues are community centers and it's just really common there. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's, There's it's a, a lot of volunteers, people. people that just love music, like just showing up to help too. And it's, it's really cool. Like there's a lot of family dinners at, at these events and like you'll go in the catering room and it's just like all these volunteers and everybody that's working and all the bands and everybody just sits down and like eats together and like talks. It's neat. It's totally like, I love it. It's fun every night. It's different even from, you know, like England isn't really like that so much, but Europe itself, it seems like that's the culture. So we always love, 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 love going to Europe so much because it's just, it's a whole different thing. I don't know what the rest, we haven't been to Japan yet. <laughs> we haven't been to China yet, <laughs> haven't been to Australia yet. But um, but in Europe, it's just really special for sure. Yeah, I love it. Right and on. the festivals are really fun there too. Yeah, <laughs> huge festivals. Well, right. I'm glad you guys had a really great experience on this tour, and you know, obviously, talk about a little bit of like the, the cultural differences uh, as well. I do hope you guys do get to to uh, uh, get to explore. There we go. Other uh, countries like Japan, uh, Australia. China. It's all. It's on the. Uh, it's on the list. It's on the bucket list. So our promoters working hard. Um, our promoters in France, and he he books us internationally, and he's been waiting for Japan to open their borders and they finally have now. So I think things are going to be in the works. Australia's in the works quietly. You know, that's, we want to go everywhere in the world. Yeah. Eventually. That was one that we had two, we had two goals. One was just have fun. And the other one was let's go see the goddamn world. <laughs> yeah. Can, you know, before the like we're playing too many shows where we live. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
get the hell out. Definitely. There's obviously the, there's so much to explore in the world. I do hope you guys do get all those opportunities. Now, um, for you guys, is there what's like the most unique place you've performed a show? Serbia. <laughs> oh, really? in, we played in Serbia, and that was neat to go there. Or uh, oh. we played on this boat in Germany, in and it was like in the middle of nowhere, and we we're like, it's a boat. And it was like packed with tons of people. And it was one of the funnest shows ever. The funny thing is we played on that boat in 2018, the last time we were in Europe. And this time we were scheduled to go back to the boat. We were all excited. We're like, oh, we're going back to the boat. Well, they moved the boat. <laughs> yeah, we're like, wait, this doesn't we're look like where the boat was. It was like a whole other city. <laughs> but we were all excited to go back to it. It was, And it was still fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to play on a boat, and we even stayed on a boat, a different boat. Like it was their hotel. Yeah, they got us a the room. Where they did nothing but serve pancakes on this boat, and then you sleep on this boat, and then you play on this boat. It was so cool. Yeah, we got so. to sleep on the pirate ship boat, so yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> it was nice. Really and and you get pancakes too. That's pretty solid. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> It's always great hospitality when there's free pancakes. It's yeah, but exactly. it makes sense that a boat would move. It's in water, uh, pretty easy to move. I, you know, you don't think about that stuff, but your venue can move. It's just like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not not like a, you know, if a building moved, that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> so to to follow up with that, uh, is there any place uh, like any venues you want to perform at that you haven't yet? all of them i don't know i don't even like research venues before we go play them because i just want to play literally everywhere so i don't really have a bucket list of venues that i want to do there's a lot of great festivals but um pretty much any venue in japan at this point is at the top of our list and um kxp yeah. was on the list for a long time and that finally came true and we really want to do that again honestly um, that would be great. <laughs> Let's keep going into the KEXP. Yeah, I'm throwing it out there because I'm visualizing it for the new record. So maybe it'll happen. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of festival stages in Europe that I think I know that we're already booked on some of them for this coming summer. But um, there's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. A lot of these little dreams are coming true. It's lovely. Yeah, those are pretty awesome. Yeah, the festivals. Well, I. I, I did like what you said, Christine, about not like researching, just you know, showing up to play. I really like that's actually the first time someone has actually said that when I've asked that question. Yeah, it's, it's like I don't want to create any expectations in my mind if it doesn't look amazing, or I don't want to be nervous if it looks too big. And and usually, like the smallest, weirdest looking places are end up being my favorite shows. And I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to just get an idea in your mind ahead of time you know like how it's going to be it's more fun to just show up and feel like here's where we are what's here like it's, it's even weird it's when cool. you do look it up and you're like oh it's this strip mall i don't know what to expect you know and you walk in and all the lights are up because it's during the day and you're loading and you're like oh this has no vibe it's going to be terrible but then you know the night goes on the lights go down people start showing up it turns into a totally different place than you yeah. ever expected. So it's better just not to know, you know? Those are the ones where you make like lifelong friends because it's like the whole town shows up and they're all like so excited. We played in yeah. Everett, Washington um, this summer 
Everett's awesome. Everywhere around Seattle is awesome, but um, we didn't know what to expect. It was like this little place, um, Lucky Dime. And this was a great example of you load in, you're like, what is going on? It's like, it doesn't look like it's going to be cool, you know? And then also, yeah, it looked like a yogurt shop. And we were like, like, what is this place? We're like, whatever, (laughs) we're going to set up. And no offense to this place because Lucky Dime, it turned out to be so cool. Yeah, it turned out to be like the best line was out the door. It was so much fun. And the band we played with are like our friends now. Clothing optional is their name. They're really cool. We had so much fun. And like, you just can't, you don't know what to expect. And you should never, should never, you know, assume, (laughs) as they say. Yeah, yeah. It's really like you can't just look at things and... I get very judgmental if I pre pre look at things. I think <laughs> everyone gets nervous. We all get nervous. Oh, it's going to be an empty room. Oh, it's going to be bad. This bad that. It's better just to just do your thing. You know, make it cool. So yeah, for sure. Well, oh, definitely. And you know that like sometimes when I travel to different shows outside of my area, it's like, well, you know, this venue, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a great show, and then it turns out to be awesome. So yeah, you really you can't really judge too much until like you, the show actually starts. Yeah. And honestly, as long as the four of us are having a blast, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we can literally play anywhere. <laughs> exactly. But clothing optional, also a very solid name. I'll have to check them very out. They're really, really rad. Very yeah. solid band. Clothing I, optional. I urge you check to look them, them up. They are so cool. I'm always looking for new music. I will definitely do that. Yeah. Now, uh, since you know we, we are talking about new music, so I've heard uh, for you guys. Uh, you have a new album in the works entitled Snake Oil. Um, can you give any hints about like what people can expect from this new album? It's finally getting printed. <laughs> it was a long uh, time coming. We, uh, I mean, for us, it's a long time coming. We're one of those bands that's super DIY and did everything quickly and put it out there and tried not to think too hard. We wanted it to be as raw as we could. This one's a little different. <laughs> this one, we had Jello Biafra. Um, at the helm, pretty much, and he was. We asked him to, to you know, like, be the oversight guy and give us his two cents. But Jello doesn't do anything half-assed. You know, he's very intense as a person. He also and, doesn't do the internet, so it made everything take longer. <laughs> People don't know this about Jello, but he doesn't like to listen to songs digitally. So when you send him a mix of something, he wants to wait and listen to it in his preferred environment in a very specific stereo in a very specific room. And to his credit, I mean, he's right. His stuff sounds good for a reason, but we had to like slow down. He kept telling us, slow down, you know, take your time, don't rush this. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Slow down. But um, we're like, we are, we're, we just, we like to do everything quick and like on our, our timeline easy and get it done and it kind of took a long time and especially we we had all these songs kind of we had an idea to do all these songs throughout the end of covid too so we were on working on these songs for a long time um but it's cool it's going to be a good album it sounds rad jello did a good job i think i think um the songs themselves are some of them are a little darker and a little richer sounding than maybe you've heard in the past. I don't want to say more polished necessarily, Uh-oh. but there's more to them. They're kind of epic, some of them. 
and uh, I don't think we've done that on our past albums, really, um, where we had these big epic saga songs. And there's a couple of them on there that we're really, really super proud of. So yeah, there's some good ones. There's yeah. a really good one at the end. It's my favorite. There's 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 a couple of good ones that I'm real. I'm just really and, and we're we're kind of saving. We're gonna drop a couple of singles. I just met with Alternative Tentacles a couple weeks ago, and uh, the plan is to drop a couple singles before the um, before the actual release, which we're hoping for February. We don't know yet because we don't know when the actual vinyl, you know, the vinyl shortages is actually going to happen. But that's the goal. So the first or second week of December, you can expect uh, the first single and a little video to come out. And then a um, couple more singles and another maybe another video and then hopefully the record. So. Well, I, I definitely look forward to hearing new music uh, from you guys. I've been really digging you guys' sound for you know the, the previous EPs and albums, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing like, you. Wh where you go with this new one. Well, and you're going to also hear um, someone I know you know, Mary Rose Gonzalez on, yes. on the drums um, out of Chicago, is joining us for this record for the first time on these recordings, and she's freaking powerhouse. So it's she's, a, she's like the best. She's so good at drums. <laughs> she's good at drums. She's good at a lot of things. I hope she stays in this band forever. <laughs> she's so good. And she's really fun. And like we had the best time with her. And she has a she takes it really, really seriously. She's super work ethic-y. Um, but it also comes really easy to her. So like you can send her a song in the cyber waves and the next day she's got it down and like it was so easy working with her. Mm -hmm. These songs just flowed. So Oh, definitely. She's very talented, very strong work ethic. You know, if anyone who doesn't know, she was also part of the band Mystery Actions, who that's how I learned about you guys was uh, through Mystery Actions. So it's very glad, very happy to hear she's a very great fit for the band. Yeah, yeah. We like we like Mystery Actions too a lot. Like we we really yeah. love that band. We, we took them They're on really tour fun. with us this summer around the Midwest, a little bit mini tour, and um, played with them before too. So that's where we met her is when we heard them open for us back in Chicago once. Um, and yeah, she's on tour right now with um, Bev and the Drinks, and uh, she's she's doing a lot with them have you, too. Have you heard them? You should check them out. No, not I didn't know they are, oh, yeah, they're so rad. fun. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're so rad. <laughs> yeah, they've been playing bigger stages and bigger festivals too. So she's. She's got her finger in a lot of good places right now, and it's 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 good stuff is coming out. I'm I'm gonna have to check them out. I was not aware she's in another band, but I know she's always busy, so I'm I'm glad uh, she's part of some really awesome bands. Yeah. Uh, but I I was supposed well, unfortunately, I had other commitments for that Labor Day weekend run with Mystery Action, so unfortunately, I did not get to see you guys. Ah. <laughs> I know, because uh, I don't. So I was because I was gonna go that weekend, but obviously I had other commitments. So that's why I saw Mr. Actions in Chicago like the month before, and they're like, "Hey, you should come see us. We're playing with the darts." I'm like, "I can't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so, a tough weekend for a lot of people. It was, I think it was Memorial Day, so it was, a lot of people were out of town. But yeah, we played. Um, we played uh, Indie Weekend in Indy. <laughs> we played uh, uh, Chicago. We played Detroit. It was really fun. Definitely sound like, and from what I've seen and what I've heard, it definitely looked like a great time. And I, so I do hope when you guys do uh, tour America, and I do hopefully get to see you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, for you guys, so obviously, so the the latest release was the uh, Love Tsunami EP. 
Um, so like that received really good, you know, obviously um, commercial and critical, you know, reviews and feedback and stuff. So when you're writing music, are you influenced by like the the um, the commercial or critical response of a previous release? <laughs> I think we're just be. influenced by uh, <laughs> just I don't know, not we're not by whatever's floating around in the brain at the time. Yeah, um, we're influenced by whatever people are in or out of our lives at the moment, but not really I, like I, you know like trends I mean, or trying to like make a good right song popular we don't really go in with a goal but i think when we first started the band um this whole garagey girl sound was something that was fun and cool and i wanted to at least bring that to the forefront and you can really hear that with the, the song love tsunami but that doesn't come out in a lot of a lot of our songs, but that definitely came out in that song. That was like Japanese girl group, let's do this, you know. <laughs> that came out. But um the other two tracks are completely different. And um Underground and, and Shit Show are um really inspired by stuff going on around us. And um I wanted to do one where there was a big tempo change in the middle because we hadn't really done a lot of that before. And so that was that was underground and has this big slow bridge in the middle that's sort of I don't know it's really fun to play live because we can just kind of kill it and then come back again at the end you know it's, it's fun so there were there were some musical influences on those three songs and then you know shit shows just uh, a comment on the day <laughs> uh, yeah. I can understand I can understand that yeah I, I was curious, I figured for you guys, not so much, but I, I did want to ask this new question I thought of, you know, a while ago, I just never had that to you. So just curious for you guys. So, but also since you, you did talk about uh, performing shows live, uh, or performing uh, songs live, is there any particular song that uh, is your most favorite to perform live? I don't know, Christina, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like just playing. I don't, there's not a specific song I like to play live most, but I just like playing shows. I like the show in general. It's fun. Um, I'm not really partial to any one song either. I don't feel like any one of them, I don't, they're all my babies, right? I can't love one more than the other. So uh, I, I have to love them all. But um, we always, I always like the songs best where I can look around the stage and everybody on stage is having a blast. Those are my favorite songs. And that, that changes from night to night. But yeah, um, that's true. That's a good point, Nicole. I, and I look over at Melissa and she's just on her knees, just totally into it, you know, like, I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, and like you can't, you can't get those from anywhere else in your life. So those are the songs. Okay. Well, anyways, on that note, my since my internet keeps lagging, it's time for me to peace out of this interview. I'll let you guys finish it up. Thanks for having me, though. I thought it was an hour ago for some reason. So it's daylight savings. But, we don't have it in Arizona, so it messes us up every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's All why right, they should guys. get rid of it, in my opinion. But anyway, I could <laughs> talk to you. Very nice I'll to meet you. Thank you so much. I'll listen to the rest of this later when you guys finish it. You too. <laughs> Bye. Uh, well, I only had a, a few things left that uh, I did did want to talk about. Um, so, like um, for you, what I really noticed, like from watching videos and from talking to other people, is that you uh, you sing and play the organ at the same time. 
uh, which you, you mostly use one hand to play the organ. Was that like a challenge to actually figure that out of how to sing and play the organ? Um, well, I grew up playing classical music, so I wasn't doing any singing at all. And I didn't really even get into rock and pop and stuff until much later in my life. And um, I think when I started thinking about it, I was already singing and playing the piano. So that kind of just came sort of naturally because I was already doing it. Um, when I realized I was going to be on stage with this this organ, this Farfisa, I I don't like to watch um, static shows myself. I don't like to watch just people holding onto the microphone and standing still. I like them to, to express the music a little bit. So I knew I, I wanted to do that. And sitting behind a keyboard is really hard to, to sell it in a way. So yeah, I just thought, you know, why am I playing bass parts? There's a bass player. I don't have to worry about that, you know? For once in my life, I don't have to cover that. So I'll just do this super high, spooky, swirly right-hand stuff and focus on the singing. And um, I don't know, I turned the keyboard off to the side so I wouldn't have to worry about the left hand and it all just flowed. And did that in my last band too, and it, it works out. And I even had a band called Zero Zero for a while where I played there was no bassist and I played bass on one keyboard, a Moog and a Roland with the other and, you know, covered that. And, and I don't know, it just, uh, I think when you're a piano player, you're already used to being multi-handed and multitasking, if you will, kind of like drummers, they do a lot at once. So it, it kind of came, came pretty naturally. I know from having dabbled with bass myself that playing a of bass and singing is really hard because you're playing counter melodies to what you're singing. Um, I think, I hate to say, I think guitar is a little easier because you're usually playing more rhythm. But um, thankfully, I don't have to play a bass part while I'm singing because that is the hardest thing. I, no, I definitely, definitely can. I, I was just curious because obviously from the from, from the videos I've seen of you, it's it just I, I'm always impressed by it. It always looks cool. It always looks fun. <laughs> like as we were talking about earlier, you always look like you're having a great time. I because I am. I'm really not faking it. I mean, there is nothing else I would rather be doing with my life. And I think that goes for all of us in this band. That if we could be doing something 24 seven, it would be sitting in that van and playing at night. And that's. That's our goal, you know? So when we're doing it, we're we're actually having a really good time. We actually have a good time together. So it's good. And th that's what it should be. Again, you know, that's what music should be. And I do hope you guys do get to that where this is, you know, it is your full-time gig. It is what you're doing constantly. And because it, it's always cool. It's always cool to see people really getting into their art. Yeah. I mean, a couple of us are already making it happen. A couple of us are almost there you know we're, we're almost there so uh it could it could happen <laughs> definitely and I, re I really do hope it does uh so as i'm wrapping this up i have another new i'm sorry i feel like i've hit you with a lot of the hard questions and Do not it. intentional Bring it. Bring um it. so if you recorded what you consider to be the most perfect album but it was never released would you be content knowing you recorded it or do you want it released i want it released oh i want it released oh yeah <laughs> If I'm proud of it, I mean, there's there's a lot of, um, I write a lot. I write a lot of songs. My band will tell you that I write day and night all my life in the van, out of the van, at home, I, everywhere. And so I have a catalog of a gazillion songs. And in fact, for this this last album, Snake Oil, 
I was writing through the whole pandemic and I sent Jello like 25 songs and he narrowed it down. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, I think, I think we got about nine. <laughs> you know? but, but yeah, so like, they're like I said before, they're all my babies. You know, I, I feel attached. I wrote them for a reason, all of them. You know, they're all, they all have a message somewhere of some kind, musically or lyrically. So I am trying to say something with all of them, but I think it's kind of like talking to yourself where um, it only goes so far. At some point, you've got to you've got to hear the feedback. You've got to hear the response. It's a conversation with the world. Um, I, th I think music is a conversation with people in a way. And so um, I think when when Christina said you, you finally get out there after three years of not seeing people, and you play a note and you see the look on their face, that's the conversation. You know, that's you finally got the other side of the conversation back it's really cool and it's not complete until you get that that's a great way to describe it i never really thought about it like that but like it definitely it is it is a uh, conversation i always say it's an energy exchange that's the way i always do it between the crowd yes. and, and the performance but yeah it's a conversation because all of your songs obviously have you know either different commentary or different touches on different themes and topics so i could definitely see that yeah, and I try to I try to write. Um, in fact, I was showing lyrics to my dad yes the other day. I never do that, but <laughs> he was just asking about them, and he's like, "My dad's a scientist," and he's like, "You know, you write these songs in a way that are kind of vague, and they could be they could be interpreted a lot of different ways." And I'm like, "I know, I'm doing that on purpose." You know, it's it's you want people to bring to the words their own experience. You want them to sort of fill in the blanks with their own life. So it's meaningful to them. If I'm just talking about what I had for lunch that day, that's not interesting. But you know, when they we're all talking about it, it's becomes fun. And so that's that is part of the part of the game of writing lyrics. I think is to to make it mean something to everybody in their own way. No, I definitely I definitely see that, and I know everyone has different takeaways from like you know different songs, and they have, they have different connections and meanings to it. And, you know, that's kind of the part of writing a little bit vague is that they can draw their own conclusions and have their own kind of uh, interpretation of each song. Yeah, that's where the poetry is, I think. I agree. I agree. Um, so last thing as I'm wrapping up this interview, uh, I have another new question. I'm sorry, this is also going to be a challenging one. Uh, have you thought about like the what the legacy of the darts is going to be? The legacy is probably going to be... Um, that I hate to repeat myself, but the legacy is probably gonna be that we had a really good time. And that was the goal from day one to make it a giant slumber party where we happen to have great music come out of it. <laughs> um, and it really turned out that way. I mean, Christina and I are not lying when we, when we say we, we came out of um, a lot of other bands where that wasn't the vibe. And it got really serious. It got really hard. Uh, there was arrogance and there was demands. And um, that's not what this band is like. I mean, I can literally bring those 25 songs to the table and Christina will say, wow, I kind of like all of them. You know? <laughs> like, it's just really supportive. And yeah, there are some tough times. We grumble, we get grumpy, we, we get tired. Um, but those times are pretty rare in this band. I'll say that um, even when things haven't worked out with, we've had some turnover with band members and stuff, but in the end, um, 
you know, we didn't, we don't have bad feelings about people that have been in this band because the whole goal was to appreciate each other's work. And if you were in this band, it was because we loved you and we loved what you did. And, you know, that doesn't die with, with the change of, of personnel. You can still really respect each other's work. And um, I don't know, there's, there's just, there, that's the legacy is, um, these women are this, and even the, the women that just tour with us who aren't on the recordings, like like Dusty, um, Dusty Rose, who's who's been with us a lot, and uh, even Mary Rose, who's new to the game. Like, it's this team that is so supportive, and the, the thread, the band threads that we have going on are hilarious all the time, and just like they keep you going. It's a blast. It's just a blast. Well, I'm really glad to, to hear that. And obviously from like what I've heard, what I've seen is you guys are extremely supportive of one another. And also you're, you're great to be around, but also it's music. That's like the first thing that I really noticed with you guys is that the music first, there's not, there's not anything else really, you know, there's not like egos or anything like that. It's all about the music and having fun. Yeah. I mean, if you've been in a band with egos, you know that life is just too short for that crap. It just, it just is. You know, you, you, you have time, a short time in this world and you better have a good time and you better make good stuff. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Dev but even I've, I've dealt with, you know, as being, you know, a podcast and not necessarily a musician, but I've dealt with that too. And it's just like, you make me, you make like what I like doing less fun now. Thank you. <laughs> I know. It's a, why, why do something if you're not having a good time? And I know there's hard times with everything but um it's the great times that get you through that stuff and we can we can be in fact it's happened on this last tour there was a gas strike in france while we were there and all of a sudden there was no gas at the pumps there were lines and lines and lines and we're in a van full of gear and we've got to go clear across france which is a huge country people don't realize it it's like it takes 12 hours to drive across france and it took a full 12 hours and it was, and we had to play a show that night and it was exhausting. We had to take small roads to save gas and uh, it was a lot. And if you don't have really good, like inside jokes and snacks and like all the things that make yourself and yourselves happy and you know that about each other, it can be really hard. But if someone elbows you in the side and goes, dude, remember this time when this thing happened and you're all of a sudden you're all giggling again, it's fine. And you know, you're going to be fine. So that's what it takes. That's what we do. Oh, for sure. Obviously there, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. That's why it's very important to have a really great and supportive team because to get through that, you know, obviously not a great ideal situation, but obviously you guys got through it. You have to play the show and uh, you made it through and you continue the tour as well. Yeah. I mean, there's never an ideal situation if you really look at it, you know, it's it's true. Like showing up in Everett at a yogurt shop, you know, you just, you just, you, you just do it and you make it awesome because that's where you're, you can die tomorrow. That's your one shot. Make your, make every show your last show. It's great that way, you know? Well, definitely. And that's uh, honestly a really great perspective because we don't know how much time we got left. We, we, you never know. So you might as well live and uh, have fun because it could all be gone tomorrow. You never know. Yep, that's that's how we that's how we do it in the darts, and it works so far. Yeah, well, 
for for sure. But I I do hope I look forward to seeing you guys live whenever I do get the chance. I really appreciate hanging out with you. I had a fantastic time chatting with you and Christine. I know she had to dip out a little bit early because uh, the I had no idea about who changes time clocks, and I thought it was just all across America. I didn't know it was uh, a state no Arizona is a freak. Arizona does not change. So yeah, it's a problem every twice a year. It's a problem. We all get totally confused when nobody knows what's going on. And yeah, so we all think you're crazy, but you know. I, well, I, I can second that too sometimes. <laughs> but uh, as I wrap this up, so uh, what are the plans for the darts for next year, 2023? Big year. Um, the album drops early in the winter, uh, you know, like early spring. And then we are headed to Europe a lot. Um, we've got we've got all kinds of festivals lined up. We just got announced for um, the Munster Raving Looney Festival, which is a, a huge festival in Barcelona. We've played it before; it's fantastic. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. We we're not supposed to announce anything quite yet, but they're they're starting to to, to get put on the calendar, and it's. It's a whole spring summer full of going everywhere, Scandinavia, I mean, everywhere. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, we're we're still hoping uh, to do more in the states. But right now, um, with the success of this last tour, and we kind of felt like we were ignoring Europe for a few years there, so we're trying to get back there and make that right as much as we can. Um, and so we'll we'll be there a lot. We're still hoping later in the year there might even be Brazil and there might be Japan and um, there's just a lot of really cool things coming up and we're always writing. So we're hoping to do yet more recordings and another, we're planning on another record coming out late in 2023. So nice. year. <laughs> Definitely sounds like you guys have a lot of great opportunities next year and I do hope all of that works out for you guys. Plus more killer music by the darts, like who can complain? <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, last thing. So if anyone's interested, uh, where can they find the darts online? Um, if you go to any of the normal sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's the darts US. That's our handle on every one of the sites. You can find us easily. If you Google the darts US, we're going to come right up. Um, and we try and keep our link tree and everything really updated. So you'll always know what's going on. And we, always love to chat with you so if you write to us in any of those fora you're most likely going to get a response back from me or christina right away because uh, we just love it it's like i said it's conversation so converse with us we love it <laughs> so, and come to the shows we'll see you out there and lots of new merch coming out it's gonna be really cool right on right on i will leave some links for all things of darts in the description of this podcast as well please check out stream support and give a like to the darts Make sure to check out all the great things they have in the works for next year as well. For Nicole and Christina was here earlier of the darts. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching this. This is Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.